Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas carolers you just heard are Alan and Ski. Howdy, friends. You want to say hi again, Alan? Hi. <laughs> My name is Brent, and this is Sophia's Choice of Golden Girls podcast. And tonight you've got a very, very special episode. Um, we've done innumerable numbers of episodes or whatever. But this is the very first time that we've had a final episode of 2021. Oh. So, welcome. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure when this, uh, you know, momentous occasion will occur again within the, within the, you know, Gregorian calendar that we've all adopted. But uh, yeah, I think that we have enough in the enough ahead of us that we'll <laughs> have maybe one more New Year's. Um, like I, I think we'll have episodes all of next year and not finish up until early twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, wow. something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe even late twenty twenty three. I don't remember yeah. for sure. But as far as the final episode of twenty twenty one, oh this yeah, this will be the last <laughs> final episode of twenty twenty one. I, I think that thinking. that is a fair assumption. Exactly, <laughs> so. unless something crazy happens, Alan. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless we decide to sneak in some weird bonus episode in the next three or four days. Oh yeah, like a book review or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if we sneak that in, we'll have snuck that in in the past. Yeah. So. So, anywho, as you've noticed, we're flying by the seat of our pants here, and that's because I didn't have the forethought to realize that I may have to do a quick introduction. So, anywho, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to uh, Alan, who's going to talk about Season 4, Episode 20, High Anxiety. Um, This is a rip-roaring episode about, you know, America's favorite topic, uh, pizzerias. (laughs) pizzerias. <laughs> well, I did have a couple quick things to mention before yeah. we uh, before we jump into it. Yeah. Um, we did get a couple a uh, couple messages. We got one from Stacy. Oh, um, hi, Stacy. Hello. Hello. She said that she loves when we take the uh, long way home. The longer podcasts are always her favorites. That she loves the Mary Tyler Moore show. So that that mm-hmm. would be a, that was a fun surprise. And then maybe we could add that show to the list of podcasts we'd like to uh, create. I agree. And the more I've been thinking about it, I think that's the way to go. Either Mary Tyler Moore or possibly Maud or possibly Mama's Family. Mm, You know, just something tangentially related to the Golden Girls. That's fair. But Mary Tyler Moore would probably be the best just because I've I've not watched any new episodes since whenever this thing aired that Stacy heard. Um, (laughs) I'm still on season three, but it's, it's such a really good show and I've enjoyed it. Well, and she, I would enjoy talking about it with the two of you someday, and with Stacy and whomever else is out there. Oh, of course, yeah, we'll definitely see. Uh, you know where the wind takes us between mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, she also mentioned that uh, Brent's "Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am" delivery was perfect for this episode, <laughs> nice. um, whichever one that you had recapped there. And that uh, <laughs> thanks for the laughs. Um, nice. Um, I, yeah. So. <laughs> I would like to <laughs> piggyback off of that. Um, so, yes, thank you for the compliment. I, I honestly don't remember why I said the the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hearing it repeated back to me, I, I I have a new memory in my head now. <laughs> so did you see the thing with the, the girl on the bad date? It, like, went viral on the TikTok or something like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I saw something about... I've seen things like that, but I don't yeah. know about if there's a specific one that you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, like, so this she girl went on a date, and, like, the dude's like, yeah, come over and hang out. And so she did. And then he's like, hey, you, and, it, like, the dude's dad was there or something. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you want to go get some food? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And so 
he's like, well, I don't drive, so you need to drive. Okay. And so, like, she drives, and he's like, well, let's just go through the Taco Bell drive through <laughs> And so she does, and then the fucker orders 100 hard tacos. <laughs> 100 hard tacos? Yeah. And so, like, she's like, and he's like, I forgot my wallet. And so she pays for the 100 <laughs> and then takes him back to his house or whatever. And then I forget what happened, but she gets frustrated and decides to leave. Mm. And I'm like, she put up with an awful lot, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, like, she makes a comment about how, you know, she took the remaining hard tacos with her. Yeah. <laughs> Which I <thought> was really, <laughs> really funny. But anyway, so, like, this thing went viral. And then, like, the BuzzFeed or something did something that's like... And so what are your horror stories for a date or mm-hmm. whatever? And people were, like, chiming in or whatever. But, like, this lady wrote this anecdote about how she'd met this dude and he was like involved in some sort of like um adult dodgeball league okay. or something like that and he's like you as wanna... you are yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like you want to play dodgeball with me and my buddies in our league and she's like okay and she like one of her late girlfriends or whatever goes with her um because i was she's not going to go someplace a gym full of guys or right yeah. without backup seems or like whatever. a bad idea yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's a little dangerous and so she said she gets there and it was just horrible because all he was doing was just like talking to his buddies and stuff. And mm-hmm. she was like, but it was okay because it was something different and I had my friend with me and everything. Yeah. But then they ended on up on up ended up on opposite sides, uh, different teams, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. And so like this, this suitor, um, this gentleman caller or whatever, gets the dodgeball and first thing he does he just launches it at her as hard as he possibly can and nails her in the groin oh my gosh and he's like wham bam right in the clam wow <laughs> that's the, that's the way you woo him right there <laughs> but it, just, it just goes so far past horrible to be hilarious <laughs> You can tell he was I mean, trying real hard. Hilarious to... for us, probably not so much for her. I would not, imagine not in the moment, but I mean, she she wrote about it, you know, with a bit of humor. Mm. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't get the impression that she was coming from a place of PTSD. Oh, okay, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> like that. so. So, it was when you said "wham bam," thank you, ma'am. My mind went to directly bam, there, right in the clam. <laughs> Well, my uh, first date with the girlfriend that I had before Sherry, Mm -hmm. um, girl Jennifer that Ski and I both worked with. Mm -hmm. uh, That was a good long while ago. Yeah, a long, long time ago, 20-plus years ago at this point, 25, Mm -hmm. I don't know. but um, Was this, like, your only serious lady friend before Sherry? Yeah, I was. uh, Which which base did you and this Jennifer get to? uh, We went all the way around. Um, Nice. (laughs) nice. Did, Did Sherry throw that shit in your face? No, not really. Really? Uh, yeah, I Good mean, for her. Yeah, so uh, not as often as I do. Am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's just because you thought he was saving himself for you. Uh, <laughs> I was he, hoping. He okay. In his defense, he knows you have a virgin butthole. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. He thinks I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Sherry have been married a long time, Brant. <laughs> you try stuff, you know? Right. <laughs> Got to keep it fresh. Exactly. That's, that's the difference between you and Ski. <laughs> Your butthole is tight enough that a couch cushion can muffle the fart. Right. <laughs> While Ski's <laughs> can be heard all the way out on the lanai. <laughs> Now, I would think that, uh, you know, Ski and his wife, I would consider likely more um, adventurous than Sherry and I are. <laughs> um, so I would say, if anything, 
he probably doesn't even need to push when he takes a dump. <laughs> so he's. <laughs> you well, think I'm just like, whatever you got, yeah, well, throw it on in. I would say it's a well-worn path. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and not not out of you know just just because you're a, a an adventurous husband. <laughs> so, he's a giver. Yeah, exactly. Is that, is, is that what you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would say I don't know how to take that, but mm-hmm. uh, it would... you do know how to take <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, if you throw a punch at Ski, he'll try to get his butt in the way because he knows it can absorb. Absorb the fist. (laughs) In the the Klimazuski house, they call that going beyond the pale. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that meets our quota for butt stuff for this episode. (laughs) Weigh in, Stacy. Let us know. (laughs) It's not Stacy. It's Trisha. Oh, Trisha. Trisha Not not that Stacy might not enjoy it as well. uh, I'm sorry. Trisha P. Yes. Mm, But anyways, well, this date that I was on with Jennifer, uh, we Mm -hmm. went to Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was was kind of a fancy day for a high school student. Absolutely. And uh, we went to Olive Garden. Well, I had basically just enough money to pay for this with Mm -hmm. the coupon that I was planning to use that I then forgot at home. Uh, So then I had to leave and leave her there to run home to get the coupon and come back. It probably would have been better if I just like, hey, can I borrow five bucks or Mm ten bucks or whatever the coupon was. At the time, I guess I thought in my mind that that would be more shameful than leaving mm-hmm. somebody sitting alone in a restaurant for 20 minutes. While I, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, the restaurant was very close to where I yeah. lived, but not so close that there wasn't, uh-huh. you know, like it wasn't like a bathroom break type of a run. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I felt, uh, I'm sure she probably felt bad about it and I felt terrible about it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We didn't end up together, so it's a... Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, a story for the past. Yeah, so yeah. Not part of our past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I uh, did have a couple other quick things to mention yeah. um, as far as uh, listener interactions go. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a message from CJ. Oh, yeah. Hello, CJ. And he was saying that uh, he likes that we bank our episodes, uh, you know, that we that we have a good bank of episodes mm-hmm. going and yeah. that that shows our professionalism. Oh, thank you. And I said, I don't know that you would agree with his, with his uh, mm-hmm. opinion that, of professionalism on our part, yeah, but that I definitely appreciated it, and and one of my main goals is that we never miss a week between now mm-hmm. and the. I think end it maybe shows your professionalism, Al, because <laughs> you're the one that keeps us on track. Yeah. I did see, um, I don't know which one it was, but one of the other Golden Girl podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. had posted a picture on the Instagram of like their season one Excel spreadsheet with like their scores or whatever, uh-huh. and. I was like, okay, well, they do that. And then I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I bet Alan's spreadsheet has pivot tables and <laughs> fancy pie charts and yeah. would put theirs to shame. Uh, access database and whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you know, they may be beating us when it comes to content and ratings and <laughs> quality of episode, but our Excel document's yeah. probably nicer. <laughs> we got it where it matters, yeah. under the hood. <laughs> Their attractiveness of podcast. Or, I thought you should have you just kept on going. <laughs> Success outside of the podcasting studio. <laughs> Their healthy BMI. <laughs> Their regularity. <laughs> but our spreadsheets, that's where the money's at. Um, or oh, is that where it's at? Because <laughs> Lord knows it wasn't making its way to my wallet. Well, that's true. But uh, <laughs> just because that's where the money's at doesn't mean there's any there. So that's where the money would be at. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, a couple other quick ones. Uh, Jennifer had sent us a message saying that we make Mondays better and that they yeah. still kind of blow, but at least uh, <laughs> she has something to look forward to yeah. to start the work week. Oh, well, Same you, Jennifer. Jennifer, right? Mm, yeah, Jennifer Balbo. Yeah. 
Nice. No, oh no, no, Jennifer, no, no, different <laughs> Jennifer than that. Um, <laughs> that would that would be odd, wouldn't it? If um, if one of our most uh, regular mm-hmm. listeners, who mm-hmm. you know, one of our MVP listeners, was my ex girlfriend, exactly twenty five plus years she's ago. Still, she's still pining. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure. Thinking about your fumblings in the dark. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was. She got married and had three kids, but then divorced her husband because he's, <laughs> she's like. Alan's coming back. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get that back. I was such a I was so skilled in the bedroom at that point. <laughs> her and her husband Bobby, eh, they split up. I guess it's two years gone by now. <laughs> so you think she said with Bruce Springsteen talking exactly. about the glory days with Bobby. Exactly. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for picking that up. <laughs> Anyway, one last little thing. Uh, we did get a, a happy Thanksgiving uh, from from Angel with the picture, you know, Monica with her yeah, friends yeah. with the yeah. turkey on her head. Yeah. So I thought that was nice as well. I, I, sent that fun. To, I sent that to my wife recently the other day. I sent her like 12 gifts, turkey gifts in a row. <laughs> Is this because of the great debate that you two were having about turkey breast versus a whole turkey? No, it was a tangential debate um, because she had said something about she was unaware that turkeys had wings. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean they don't have wings? And she's They're like, birds. I've never seen wings on a turkey. And I was like, well, that's because you're not prepping the bird every year. It's me. <laughs> and she's like, I've never noticed them. And I was like, trust me, they have wings. And then I start sending her every gift I can find that <laughs> has the visible wings. <laughs> and I'm not sure if she thought like just turkeys were just walking around on their hind legs with no arms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, it kind of goes to like, do, do they count as wings if they can't fly with them? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. What it, what it originally started, like why I went the gift route, was because I sent her a, a picture of a turkey on the platter or whatever. Oh, okay. And but there was nothing to like give it scale or whatever. Mm. So she accused it of being a chicken. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! I'm spending way too much effort to convince you. <laughs> Turkey has wings. Right. So speaking of scale and turkey and the friend's gif, right, mm-hmm. or the uh, just the, the episode, yeah. have you guys ever thought about how giant that turkey would have to be that was on her head? Oh, I know. To be able to fit your entire head Monstrous. inside of it. Um, yeah, it would have to be a what, like a 40 or 50 pound bird if it was a real one. Yeah, she ain't holding that up with her head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I assumed it was a prosthetic bird. I'm sure so, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you actually were to assume it was a real animal at some point, yeah. that would be one like committed ostrich. One committed actor if they had, did allow their head to go into a real turkey. <laughs> um, I think I think we talked about this last year, but like the, like the video clip of the little boy who finds the turkey neck. Mm, up yeah. in the cavity, thinks <laughs> yeah. it's, it's wiener. <laughs> yeah, I do believe that. That was another TikTok or something, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. something. along those lines. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, so anywho, anybody else have anything to add before I jump into the episode? Yeah, maybe. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. But as your host, I'll see you again at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going over, like Brent said, season four, episode twenty, high anxiety. Mm-hmm. The original air date on this one was March twenty fifth of nineteen eighty nine. Written by uh, Robert Bruce and Martin Weiss and directed by Terry Hughes. Robert the Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, scene one, uh, we open in the kitchen with Dorothy reminiscing so, about her time. What? Um, did I say thank you to Angela? I don't know. If, I think you did. Or it's okay. Angel. But Angel. Yes, I'm sorry. It's Angel. Uh, if I if I mispronounce a name or call somebody by the wrong name, I apologize. We record these things awfully late. <laughs> and I don't know you personally. <laughs> so my heart's in yet, the right place. So. 
Well, when we have our big meet up, though, then you'll get a chance to meet some of the, the listeners. Mm-hmm. As, as long as we, you know, have it in true Golden Girls fashion 43 years after. <laughs> <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, I don't know what kind of championship we're going to be winning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Best ninth rate podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's still a high goal to meet. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ninth rate podcasts out there, so yeah. to be the best of them, one of there's like you know those like the Golden Girls cruise or mm-hmm. whatever, and like one of the other podcasts was like raffling off or having like a raffle or something like that for like two tickets to that cruise. Oh, okay. And I was like, we can't even attend the cruise, let alone like, <laughs> have two away. extra tickets <laughs> right. to be on the cruise. So do you think we went on the cruise and we were like, we do a podcast. Can we do one in one of these rooms here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there's got to be an open slot somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's one of those things that the entire episode would just be us making jokes about the poop deck. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine we start off with like seven people in the audience and then down to two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Right. Exactly. I expect a little bit of decorum on a Golden Girls cruise. Exactly. Not this tomfoolery. Preliminary report. One star. That yeah. the cruise ship had a breakout of uh, food poisoning, but then it was narrowed down to just one podcast recording session. <laughs> Well, I don't think we're in any danger of being invited onto a cruise, (laughs) (laughs) much less uh, paying for one ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so we open in the kitchen with uh, Dorothy reminiscing about her time working at Walgreens Mm -hmm. with Ivar Pop Colson adding scoops of ice cream to malted milk. Mm -hmm. Did she say Walgreens or you just no? She did. She she was talking about how she used to be uh, a soda jerk when Mm -hmm. she, you know, was younger, and the original malt came from. Walgreens. I didn't know and that. And that particular man I just mentioned, Ivar Pop Colson, was the inventor of it. Yeah. So. How about that? Mm-hmm. Papa John's is going the Walgreens route. Oh, really? Yeah. They're inventing something? No, they're getting rid of the apostrophe. Oh, are they? Names. Yeah. So it'll be Papa John? No, it's still going to be Papa John's. Oh, okay. But it's just no longer. No longer. No longer possessive, no longer belonging yeah. to Papa John. Exactly. <laughs> For Papa John is no more. <laughs> now it's just several Papa John's. <laughs> yeah. But like Walgreens mm, used to be okay. also apostrophe S, and now it's just Walgreens, mm. no apostrophe. Because it no longer belongs to a Walgreens. Walgreens without the apostrophe seems fine to me, and Papa John's without the apostrophe doesn't doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. But maybe it's because that's what I've grown up with, and I don't really remember at this point Walgreens. Pre losing the apostrophe. Yeah. Does Fazoli's do they have an apostrophe? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I think so, actually. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Well, I know your daughter used to work at Fazoli's. Yeah, you should I, know. Uh, you're right. I should know. <laughs> yeah. How, how's she doing? Is she healthy and everything? She's doing real well. Cool. She actually, uh, so uh, sidebar um, my grandson got COVID and now my wife had gotten it recently. Uh, Alexis never did get it. Uh, but her boyfriend, Eddie, did for a while. Mm-hmm. And everyone's doing well now. Is he still a boyfriend? Is he a fiancé yet? Not fiancé. Is fiance. he going to be? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pushing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, want him to, I want him to make the right decision at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. I mean, as long as they're both good parents, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, they're, they're actually, I think you probably knew they moved out, right, Brent? Mm-mm, I did not. So, yeah, they moved out. They got their own place. They've been there for just a couple of weeks, okay. but uh, everybody seems to be doing a lot better now. Everyone, the baby's super healthy. He's super happy, so mm-hmm. that makes me happy too. 
Congratulations on being an empty nester. <laughs> well, we'll Once see. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it continues, but uh, mm-hmm. only, in, only in that I hope they keep su- succeeding. Right, yeah, 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 of course. Good for them. Yeah, I don't figure you're like, oh, hopefully she never comes back, but hopefully <laughs> yeah, she yeah. never needs to come back. Correct. That'd be this. Yes. Anyways, so uh, Rose replies to Blanche uh, using the term soda jerk, assuming mm-hmm. she's talking to her, providing further evidence of the domestic abuse that she's so often a victim of. Mm-hmm. Very uh, true. Hearing Dorothy uh, going to town on the blender leavings, Sophia quips, <laughs> is it any wonder I never breastfed her? Which I'm pretty sure she's talking about breastfeeding her for two L- years. Literally recently. Yeah, yeah I think just a few or maybe episodes, two episodes ago. episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, um, I mean, but honestly, yeah, I mean, she she breastfed Dorothy for two years, mm-hmm. but that's a drop in the bucket because she breastfed Phil for like twelve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Upon his insistence, though. Yeah. Exactly. He just weaned off her straight to Big Sally. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dorothy asks Sophia what she's doing out of her room, and she replies, "I whittled a gun out of a bar of soap and overpowered the guards, Dillinger style." Yeah, that brings. <laughs> I was going to actually ask if you guys knew what that was a reference. Yeah, that to, brings but... us to. Uh, Alan's deep dive for today, um, yeah. and specifically the escape from Crown Point, uh, Indiana, from the jail in Crown Point, Indiana, by mm-hmm. by uh, Dillinger. Yeah. On January 25th, 1934, John Dillinger and his gang were captured in Tucson, Arizona. He was extradited to Indiana and escorted back by Matt Leach, the chief of the Indiana State Police. He was taken to the uh, Lake County Jail in Crown Point, Indiana, mm-hmm. and imprisoned to face charges for murder of a policeman that was killed during a Dillinger gang bank robbery in East Chicago, Indiana. Mm-hmm. The local police boasted to area newspapers that the jail was escape-proof mm-hmm. and even posted extra guards as a precaution. However, at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, March 3, 1934, Dillinger was able to escape. During morning exercises at the jail with 15 other inmates, Dillinger produced a pistol, catching deputies and guards by surprise, and he was able to leave the premises without firing a shot. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately afterwards, uh, conjecture began whether the gun Dillinger displayed was real or not, and according to Deputy Ernest Blunk, Dillinger uh, had escaped using a real pistol, but the FBI files, on the other hand, indicated that Dillinger used a carved fake pistol. Now, it wasn't carved out of soap. It was carved out of wood mm-hmm. um, from his uh, yeah. a shelf that he had, I guess, in his... Yeah, in, in his cell. Have, have you seen the pistol that he carved? Yeah, it's not much to look it, at. <laughs> it, it looks nothing like a real gun. Yeah, like, like it's in the shape, of, like has the silhouette of a gun. Right. But I can't imagine anybody being fooled by yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like you're talking morning exercises, like daylight out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how nearsighted the guards were that got fooled by it, yeah. or how scared they were. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess know. they know he's willing to shoot cops well that's I mean? true um although he wasn't the one i don't think who had shot the cop that died yeah in, but he in the killed bank lots of people at that point i think uh, yeah. at that point he had not been i don't think as prolific of a yeah i don't i don't think murder was really his big thing in general bag. yeah um but it said but that uh, what he picked up in tucson arizona right <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sam Calhoun, a trustee who Dillinger took hostage in the jail, uh, also believed Dillinger had carved the gun using a razor and some shelving in his cell. In another version, according to an unpublished interview with Dillinger's attorney, Louis Piquette, investigator Art O'Leary claimed to have sneaked the gun in himself. Um, Dillinger was indicted by a local grand jury and the Bureau of Investigations, which was what the FBI was Mm -hmm. initially, um, organized a nationwide manhunt for him. Just hours after his escape from the Crown Point Jail, Dillinger returned to his girlfriend, Evelyn Billy Frenchette, at her half-sister Patsy's Chicago apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, Lady in red. mm -hmm. 
And then uh, according to Francesca trial testimony, Dillinger stayed with her there for almost two weeks. However, uh, the two had actually traveled to the Twin Cities and taken lodgings at the uh, St. Monica Apartments uh, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. They stayed for 15 days. Uh, Dillinger then met up with John Red Hamilton, who had been recovering from his gunshot wounds from the East Chicago robbery. Mm-hmm. And the two uh, mustered up a new gang with uh, Babyface Nelson's gang, including mm-hmm. Babyface Nelson. I did not realize the two of them were in a gang together mm-hmm. post their initial days. And then uh, three days after Dillinger's escape from Crown Point, the second gang robbed a bank in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A week later, they robbed the first national bank at uh, Mason City, Iowa. So they were a mm-hmm. prolific group. They, they robbed quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess primarily they robbed banks and, and police stations for their uh, armory mm-hmm. and whatnot. So. Wow. So, yeah, I thought it's that kind was of gutsy a, right there, mm-hmm. actually. There's a lot of interesting stuff about John mm-hmm. Dillinger, but, yeah. uh, you know, to keep it specific to this reference i yes. didn't want to go any further than yeah, that yeah, so yeah. did he ever hold up a soda jerk uh not that i know of at least not that i mentioned but it's yeah. definitely a possibility <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I heard though that what got the uh read that what got the fbi involved or what you know was the fbi at the time was him taking a stolen car over state lines like mm. robbing the banks and shit wasn't enough to get the fbi involved yeah but taking a stolen car over I think, state lines i think is that what, actually may still be partly a uh a federal uh, requirement is oh, that really? has to go across lines, yeah. Hmm. Well, I think now because the banks are FDIC insured. Oh yeah, oh, okay. automatically, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right. So, uh, so anyway, so that was our Alan's deep dive and back to the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia tells them of a new Sicilian pizza joint in the mini mall and that mm-hmm. they uh, want her to be in a commercial for it that would be filmed at the house. Uh, Blanche protests the TV crew and all their equipment being in the kitchen, to which Rose suggests Blanche's bedroom since mm-hmm. all the video equipment is already set up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy doubts the likelihood of this commercial happening, and Rose asks if anyone has seen her mother's little helpers, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. her pills. Um, <laughs> Sophia remembers accidentally dumping them down the sink and laments how her memory is not the only thing that's going, uh, that's not as good as it used to be, saying, Once upon a time, I had a butt you could bounce a quarter on. Now you could lose a Krugerrand in the creases. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. What's that? <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I'm getting a second time. Uh, have we ever done that before? <laughs> Uh, okay okay well for the first time in sophia's choice history (laughs) Uh we're going to be doing a double deep dive alan's second deep dive (laughs) of the day (laughs) today uh it's unprecedented i don't know how this will go or how this will be received but is it a deep er dive well it's a different deep dive (laughs) and maybe slightly deeper double deep dive then it's a double deep dive but this deep dive isn't necessarily deeper than the first deep dive i gotcha i mean how deep dive could a deep dive deep if a deep dive could dive deep i don't know But today, for our second deep dive of the episode, is this what you thought I was going to do the deep dive on? Yes, but I thought you were going to call it Alan's double penetration. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would not put something nearly so lewd. (laughs) I, however, would. So the second deep dive of today's episode is the Krugerrand. Uh Um, For anyone who doesn't know, it's a a South African coin, first minted in uh, July of 67, to help market South African gold and produced by Rand Refinery and the South African Mint. Um, the name is a compound of Paul Kruger, who is the president of the South African Republic, and Rand, the uh, mm-hmm. you know the, the refinery who was making it. And then on the reverse side of the Krugerrand is a, a pronking springbok, South, Africans, uh, South Africa's national animal. Mm-hmm. And then by 1980, the Krugerrand accounted for more than 90% of the uh, global gold coin market and was the uh, number one choice for investing in uh, for investors buying gold 
And then, however, are they during large coins, you know, yeah, they're they're a good size. I mean, they're they're heavy too. Um, although they do make them in various sizes, so uh, I think that one ounce was the initial, mm-hmm. you know, primary size, and they made it in a lot of different other sizes as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they had uh, coins containing half ounce, quarter ounce, and tenth troy ounce uh, of gold as well. Um, says that they uh, get a dime bag of gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was minted of a, a gold copper alloy, more durable than pure gold. Um, although at one point they uh, they had kind of fallen out because of our apartheid. Um, mm-hmm. Other countries were basically uh, outlawing them from being sure, from yeah. being imported because yeah. of that. But once that went away, yeah. then they you know jumped back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the uh, bull gold market uh, in the 1970s, <clears throat> the Kruger Rand quickly became the primary choice for gold investors. And between uh, 74 and 85. Is that's amazing that 22 million gold Krugerrand coins were imported into the United States alone, and the uh, whole the huge success of the Krugerrand encouraged other gold producing companies to mint uh, issue gold bullion coins of their own, including the uh, Canadian gold maple leaf in '79, the Australian nugget in '87, the Chinese gold panda in '82, and the American gold eagle in '86. Oh, and there's also the uh, Britannia coin in 87. Mm-hmm. Was so. the Sacagawea coin, was that gold? No, no. It's uh, I mean, Sacagawea coins are still around, mm-hmm. so I can't imagine they're giving mm-hmm. away dollar coins. Yeah. <laughs> they're gold, but they are a golden yeah, you know, yeah. color. Color, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, there are proof Krugerrands also, and those are a limited edition uh, Krugerrands intended to be collector's items rather than bullion investments. And these are priced above bullion value, and although non-proof Krugerrands also have a premium above gold, gold mm-hmm. bullion value. And uh, they can be distinguished from the bullion Krugerrands by the number of uh, serrations on the edge of the coin. Mm-hmm. Proofs have 220 edge serrations, and uh, the regular coins only have 160. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. if you're getting one and someone's trying to tell you it's a proof, then just... Start counting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just get your fingernail along that, those uh, serrations at the edge, <laughs> and then you'll be able to know for sure. See, I was just trying to take a bite out of it. <laughs> <laughs> underdog style right <laughs> see if it's real or not what style underdog style uh, okay underdog yeah have you guys ever invested in bouillon no i've never have you no. uh, just the cubes oh <laughs> have you ever eaten a, a bouillon cube without this the water with not it? dissolving it no yeah <laughs> i mean i've not completely eaten, like been able to ingest one but i did try one just uh-huh. to see and who it's strong i thought maybe it would be part of a, a dare because Back in the day, you definitely took a few dares on that I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. Alan <laughs> <laughs> put anything on his tongue for a dare. <laughs> well, especially a double dog dare. Exactly. Well, so didn't one time you had like a celery stick with butter and salt? Yeah, like something like that. a lot of salt? Yeah. <laughs> sound, like it, it sounds nasty, but it doesn't sound too extreme. <laughs> now, the most extreme thing I think I've ever eaten was a 21-ounce cup of mustard for yeah. 20 bucks. Uh, and I kept it down for 10 minutes, which was part of the bet. And yeah. then after that, I threw it up and it burned my nose. And yeah. It was it was awful, but it was worth twenty bucks as a you know poor nineteen year old I think yeah. at the time. So like, it reminds me of two things real quick. So like, Letterman had this thing with like uh, William F. Buckley reviews mustards or something <laughs> like that, and like each day come out and like take a spoonful of mustard or whatever, and then say something about it. And I think on like Friday or whatever, he 
tasted the mustard, and his response is like, mm, that's the mama's milk. It's <laughs> 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 really funny. So I use that expression on occasion. Um, but um, you mentioned, <clears throat> what, did you, what did you say before that? You mentioned like the calories or something, or 21 ounces of mustard. 21 ounces of mustard, yeah. 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 Did you see that nine-inch Reese cup pie thing? Uh, I, not that I recall. So it's like a it's like a traditional Reese cup, except it's nine inches diameter. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and you cut it like a pie mm. or whatever, and it's like forty five dollars or whatever. And so, like, I'm looking at it, and I was like, oh, I don't know, would this be something fun to have or whatever? But mm. it, it sold out like crazy quick or whatever. But so I was looking at it, and it's part of my research to determine if it'd be a sound investment for <laughs> me and my family. Right. Um, <laughs> it was like. I was like, oh, wow, it's only got 160 calories per serving. Okay, you know, like, before you say, let me guess, 160 calories per serving. <laughs> I've got to assume that it has to have like 50 servings in it. Fucking 48. 48, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know your calories, sir. <laughs> See, they weren't doing pie cuts. They were doing square cuts. Well, that's what my wife... We got a grid. That's what my wife said. You know, I don't know, but yeah, I can't imagine taking a nine-inch pie and cutting 48 slices. Right. Out of it. slivers. A tiny wafer-thin bit. Of. And you'd have to have a damn good knife, too, because a peanut butter cup would be a little bit thick on the, the exactly. chocolate, you know, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. outside crust part. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you missed it, though. I think you should, because you figure 48 servings for the three of you that, that live in the house, plus, you know, yeah, your yeah. your other kids that come to visit. I mean, that'd be eight servings of yeah. pie that each of you could have had. <laughs> they don't come to visit. They live there as well, just not full time. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I kind of forget, like, you got, you share custody, because I, I grew up with where my gotcha. mom had full custody, and I would just go yeah, to visit yeah. my dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot that you have did joint you make, custody with your kids. Did he make you feel like a guest? Um, was he like, you can use the good tells? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that he went out of his way to make me feel like a guest. But, but that's it. He didn't have singing teacups. No. <laughs> never never the gray stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you don't get to go in this room. And if there was the gray stuff, it was not delicious. <laughs> no, he... I would say he always treated me well, but I yeah, wouldn't yeah. say that he went out of his way to yeah. make me feel pampered as yeah, yeah, yeah. a guest or anything. But, but when you were not there, he was living the bachelor lifestyle, right? Not really. I, yeah. I, I My dad is the kind of guy who I don't think he can be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very, very limited memories of him ever being single. Mm-hmm. He was married three times um, and divorced three times. Mm-hmm. And he had had at least two other, I mean, I remember several other girlfriends, but there were two like really long-term uh-huh. relationships he has been in. Uh, one with a woman, Cheryl, who he's with for probably a decade, mm-hmm. um, but he wouldn't, he wasn't willing to get married. And so that ended up being the, mm-hmm. like he had Deal been married and divorced three yeah. times. So mm-hmm. and she was like, nope. And then he's the one he's with now, Debbie, who's awesome. We love Debbie. Um, he's been with her since Gwen was born. That's been 14 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she doesn't want to get married. I think she still gets some sort of a pension from her late husband's gotcha. uh, Navistar or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't make sense for her to mm-hmm. potentially disrupt that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's quite possible at the age where she's collecting. Is he deceased or did she get Social Security on his behalf or something like that? Or Yeah, he's deceased. So I imagine that she gets yeah, some sort survivor of survivor benefits. Yeah. And they get cut off if she hitches her wagon. Right. Down. 
Papa Bidwell star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, she said that he's asked her, uh, which surprised me a little because he had said for a long time that he had no intention of getting married yeah. again. But they've been together so long. I mean, it's probably common law type yeah. stuff at this point. He probably asked her because he knew she'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, well, I asked. <laughs> exactly. My conscience is clear. I ain't getting the milk for free because I offered to buy the cow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it if the cow just came up and started squirting milk in my mouth. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, I don't know where we were. I'm now Kurgans. Well, I'm done with that. So, so there. That is the second and final deep dive of the episode. Oh, see, now I got no reason to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I could probably make something up somewhere, but um, I'd like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Helen's three deep dives, two truths and a lie edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, which one of those sounded like bullshit? Exactly. I'm going well, with the two that you had prepared beforehand seemed, yeah, <laughs> seemed more authentic than the one that you stumbled through. I think the Cougaran one was the bullshit one because I've seen Lethal Weapon 2 and I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I've not seen Lethal Weapon two. So oh, you've not? Oh, it's, it's good. I don't think I've ever seen any of Lethal Weapons. To be oh, quite honest, it's it's one of those things that I would love nothing more than to be able to revisit those. Nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand loving it a lot. Yeah, like I, you I made me really want to see the Lethal Weapons now. It's so good, but I just I don't know. I just don't want to watch Mel Gibson for. 10 hours. Oh. <laughs> oh, so you felt like you couldn't just rewatch one of them. You'd have to rewatch the entire. Yes. Like four. why bother just mm. rewatching one? Fair <laughs> enough. So, well, we are done with scene one now and, and scene yeah. two, <clears throat> scene two starts out in the living room with the Sophia meeting with Cy, the director of the commercial. Mm-hmm. He offers Dorothy a roll and Blanche a thousand dollars a day to use the space. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the kitchen. See, Rose, what's that? I thought. See, I thought Cy, uh, Jay Thomas was going to be your deep dive. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have been a, a solid one, but I don't know. I, I haven't given a deep dive. I, I feel like I'd be kind of desperate for options if I mm-hmm. went with an actor, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to a reference. Gotcha. Um, Unless it was like Adam West. Sure, yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> there might be something. I might try to still find a way to tie it to the episode, not, gotcha. just, not just, oh, Adam West did all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Fun fact, he was Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and and the mayor on uh, Family Guy, <laughs> exactly. But anyways, um, so uh, Pure West, yeah. Adam West. There's two people that I wish I would have paid the yeah. money to get a picture with or an mm-hmm. autograph of, and it's him and Stanley. Yeah, and I, and I do regret that. Um, yeah, I regret never getting to meet you know Adam West so. as well. Anyways, uh. So they go to the kitchen, and Rose loses her shit after her uh, humperflagel cake falls due to the extra noise. Sai mm-hmm. says if he wanted that kind of abuse, he'd be directing the Roseanne Barr show and bounces out. Rose, mm-hmm. still unable to find her shit, storms out of the kitchen, ending the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the living room, Sophia reveals that she convinced the director to still shoot the commercial, but that it will be in the studio instead of the house. Uh, Blanche notes that if it's not um, that if it's shot in the studio, then she gets screwed and has nothing to show for it. It seems like just filming it on location at the pizzeria. Yeah, that seems like that would definitely be the best option and the cheapest option. I don't know how highfalutin this pizzeria is, but you think they don't want the cheapest available yeah, yeah, yeah. way to do it. Um, and, and I know I know from experience, like, you can film at a mini-mart. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I personally have not filmed there, but I've seen the, the song. <laughs> have you seen the mini-mart song? The mini-mart song? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't know what you're talking about either. 
Oh, it's I don't know. If it's funny. Okay, we'll have to look <laughs> into it. Your references have me feeling very uh, out of touch today, Brent. It's yeah. like uh oh, it's I don't know. It's probably it's old. <laughs> it's like fifteen <laughs> years ago oh, or okay. something like that. It's from like the when the internet was just in its infancy or whatever. <laughs> but it's just an old commercial or whatever. The mini mart <laughs> mini oh, mall. I'll have to look into oh, it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so after you know Blanche complaining about getting screwed and having nothing to show for it, Sophia response Sophia's response echoes my sentiments every time Brent bemoans his lack of compensation. Welcome to show business. <laughs> uh, Rose comes in cheerful as ever and heads to the kitchen. Blanche and Dorothy follow her to the kitchen and ask her about the uh, bottle of pills she's putting away. She says they are prescribed for pain from an old uh, farm injury she got back in St. Olaf. The audience seems to laugh for no discernible reason. Uh, Rose tells about a, a large woman named Bessie who was tired after 17 years of pulling a plow. Blanche, likely looking for work for her daughter, Ask what about tractors? Rose replies, come on, Blanche. If she was too old to pull a plow, how could she ever pull a tractor? Well, and they thought Bessie was a cow or right, a mule yeah. or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, it turns out that uh, Rose has been taking pain meds for the past 30 years, but gives them to Dorothy under the auspice that she's not an addict and doesn't need them. Rose storms out again, and that ends the scene. <laughs> FYI, the tractor line was probably my favorite of the episode. Yeah, that was a good one. Are we... Like, if something's on the YouTube, like, you can play the audio on this podcast and not have to pay royalties, right? Yeah, I'm sure so. Okay. Well, cut out the ad audio, okay? okay? All right. So, because the ad will take five, four, three, two, one, whatever. So, this is Flea Market Montgomery, long version. The dude's got this nice suit and he's dancing around. Just it's got a real kind of like Ghostbusters feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, 12 million views posted, wow. <laughs> posted 14 years ago. You say 12 billion? Yeah. <laughs> so, 12 billion and one now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to point out, like, maybe it's wrong or whatever, but guess what the ratio is? Like 12 million views. How many likes and dislikes do you think it has? So is the 12 million or billion with a B? Million. Oh, okay. 12 million views. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to say that it is 11,500,000 likes and 500,000 dislikes. It is 102,000 likes. Oh, okay. Zero dislikes. Oh, okay. All right. So zero. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. <laughs> that seems fair to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just like a mini mall. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's like our first, uh, I don't know, like extra audio that we've ever had. We've never or had a sound effect. A multimedia or... <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're closing and quickly on our 100th episode, and yeah, yeah. that's, uh, you know, really expanding our repertoire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. I almost did one one time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You almost did what, like sound effects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll keep it to myself in case I do decide to recycle that bit someday. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll be looking forward to it yeah, some yeah. here in the next uh, second half I of our series. I am glad you shared. That yeah. was worth the trip for sure. 
<laughs> so, uh, so we come back to a brief scene in the kitchen with Rose doing some uh, late night reorganizing and searching uh, desperately for her next chance to trick the light fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue after the commercial break with the girls confronting Rose about her problem. Dorothy says there is a place for people like her, but Rose don't want to go to rehab. She says no, no, no. <laughs> Blanche. <laughs> she is great because Ski laughed at the lame joke, and then Brent laughed at Ski laughing at the lame joke. No, honestly, it, it, just, it took me a moment to catch the reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, Blanche and Dorothy agree to help her get through the night, and after a touching little speech, Sophia bounces out to go back to bed. Uh, we're now in the living room. Sophia's decided to stay up with them after all, and they're about to play the St. Olaf version of the game Monopoly. That's not oh. St. Olaf. What's no, up? sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm crossing waters. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> we find out that the bank is broke because it went under. Uh, per Rose, they uh, built the building on marshland, and it sank. All that was left were a few deposit slips and a pen with a chain attached to it floating in the muck. Mm-hmm. After two turns, Rose wins the game. Dorothy is enraged, and the girls set up for a second round. Mm-hmm. So now we move back, move back to the kitchen, where the girls are enjoying a little bunt. <laughs> uh, Rose is ready to throw in the towel, and Blanche starts telling the tale of when she tried to quit sex. Dorothy says, obviously he fell off the wagon, and Sophia adds, and onto a naval base. Which That's I really a good line, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rose notices that the sun is coming up, indicating they've made it through the night. Rose is feeling great, and we are giving proof positive that it only takes one night to beat a 30-year addiction. <laughs> so uh, Keep that in mind, listeners. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're struggling, just get through one night. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You'll need your friends mm-hmm. or at least uh, loved ones. Ideally three. Or a bunt cake. Yes, a bunt cake definitely helps. Um, oh, unless a, you're addicted to sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was another good little back and forth in there, too, about the bunt cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche says something like, uh, I'll try some. And then was it Sophia? It was like try, <laughs> like you don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good a good exchange. Um, it didn't translate well to, for quoting it per se, but it was definitely a good exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're at the studio uh, to film the commercial with Cy giving Dorothy and Sophia directions on how to play the scene. Dorothy is uh, giving the camera the bedroom eyes that drove Stan away, and Cy tries to give some notes on her performance. Uh, Dorothy realizes that the problem is with the script and offers some edits based on her many years as an English teacher. Uh, Cy decides to switch Dorothy with the waitress, but uh, Sophia refuses to endorse the pizza after tasting it, <laughs> referring to it as slime on a shingle. I like that the first time she ever tasted it was on the commercial. Yeah, you would have thought that when she went there before it, to the new place that she would have tried it then. But maybe they hadn't opened the doors yet. Like maybe. she just noticed it and, you know, then that's how she got the opportunity to do the ad for it. Yeah. But um, maybe she was talking about the fact that she was from Sicily, I'm sure. Yeah, it could be. Maybe she just ordered a calzone the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and they make killer calzones, but their pieces are shit. <laughs> they like, the sign in the background for like their pizza toppings or whatever, mm-hmm. it was all traditional except for zucchini. Oh. And I've never seen zucchini as a pizza topping any yeah. place. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'm sure that there have been pizzas topped with it before, but not so common that it would be one of your menu items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like something that maybe you're experimenting at home, and you'd be like, oh, I'll give that a try. <laughs> or or like you got like two or three like veggie pizzas or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those home exper- those home <laughs> zucchini experiments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're uh, back in the kitchen now, where Dorothy demands the rose spit out her Flintstones chewable vitamin. 
Uh, I was confused as to why Rose was taking that with water. Yeah, <laughs> it's chewable. I know, <laughs> exactly. The taste is too strong. Yeah. It's, it's very uh, tart. Yeah. Speaking of chewables. Sure. You mentioned this a few weeks back or at some point or whatever. All right. And I've been thinking about it ever since. You said there's like um, like chewable Viagra. Yeah, mm, blue chew. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't support that at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can't swallow a pill, you're not mature enough to be sexually active. See, okay, that's a fair assessment, I guess. <laughs> so you feel like that um, that the people taking taking that version are uh-huh. are young people who don't know how to swallow a pill, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or like a six year old boy, children. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't support this at all. <laughs> well, we uh, they they haven't contacted us to endorse them, uh-huh. and if they do, then you're going to get on board, motherfucker. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna record you chewing one of those up, and then swallow the pill like a man. <laughs> I'm sure it works just as effectively however you take it, but yeah, I, sometimes I, that's not the case. Some chewable things you have to chew to break it up. Oh. Otherwise, your body won't digest it properly. Well, then Brent, I'm sure, could uh, grind it up and snort it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever way Do the little cocaine, like rub it on your gums thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It's a pill. You should be able to swallow a pill. That's fair. <laughs> it turns out that one night wasn't enough after all, as Rose admits to taking another hit of hillbilly heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa then decides to uh, make the call to check herself into rehab. So we're now in the final scene um, in the living room. The girls are waiting for Rose to return home from a uh, one month of rehab, which she must have some damn good insurance. Um, yeah, I heard one month. I was like, what? Yeah, that would be a really expensive month. Um, I'd like to think somebody at the grief counseling center also has their certification in oh, yeah. drug rehab. Yeah, you would think so. Um, <laughs> But uh, after uh, greeting the girls, Rose states that she'll never be cured of addiction, but can make it through one day at a time. Uh, after being uh, confused by the phrase, monkey off your back, <laughs> Rose launches into a story about her talented chicken, Gordon. Dorothy and Blanche are irritated with the story, but relieved that rehab hasn't changed Rose. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that closes out our episode. Yeah. So we only had a few, uh, a handful of, ep- of uh, guest stars in that one. Of course, uh, Jay Thomas uh, with Psy. 150 credits for his name. Most mm-hmm. of those is an actor. Uh, nine episodes of Mur- Murphy Brown. Yep. He was the Easter Bunny in Santa Claus 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 episodes of Married People. Nine episodes of Cheers. Mm-hmm. This was his only Golden Girls, but he was in 46 episodes of Mork and Mindy mm-hmm. as a Remo Da Vinci. Yeah. yeah. He, um, I'm a big Jay Thomas fan. So You know, he was um, Carla's husband ex like oh, her right. second Cheers. husband mm-hmm. yeah 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 um eddie who's a hockey player um but like he got fired from cheers because like he was a disc jockey for a long time okay. and then i think he did like it. in real life yeah yeah okay. yeah and then like he did it after like concurrently with acting and everything also he was a morning dj or whatever anywho whatever so he was on some radio talk show or whatever and they said something about, you know, difficult being an actor. And he's like, the only difficult thing about being an actor is having to kiss Rhea Perlman. Oh, and, you know, oh wow. That's the, a... Yeah, and Rhea Perlman's like, well, I'm not working with him anymore. Yeah. And so the Cheers writers had to kill him off. <laughs> yeah, that's a really dumb thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. That seems like an easy meal ticket. I mean, yeah. he's, his appearances on there were, all, were almost always bit roles yeah. anyway. So. Yeah, like, and he was, you know, married to, like, one of the main characters. Yeah. So. Just easy money, but yeah. so anywho, but anyways, but and then I also loved him because every year he was on Letterman's Christmas episode. Oh, okay, very so. nice. 
Uh, the only other actor we, uh, guest actor we had in that one was uh, Nancy Black. She played Heather. Uh, 17 credits for her name, and this was her only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's all I have. Oh, cool. So, did you have an MVP ski? Um, I think for this one, I chose... Um, crap, sorry. Kind of drawing a blank right now. I'll come back to you. Go for Alan, it. did you have uh, an MVP? I, I thought Rose was an easy choice for me this episode. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that she did the big swings between being, you know, wildly angry as mm-hmm. well as... Um, you know, cheerful and all that. Yeah. I thought she handled that well. And obviously it was a Rose-centric episode. Um, but the best lines I thought were hers. And yeah. overall the best acting job was hers. So yeah. she was an easy easy call for me this one. Okay. I think I'm going to agree. Okay. So go along with that. Two votes for Rose, one vote for Jay Thomas. Okay. Um, did, did you think that Jay Thomas was really uh, cut above the rest of the uh, the actors in this episode or you just love jay thomas i just love jay thomas oh, okay. you know he's just a part of my you know christmas traditions growing up and everything so <laughs> <laughs> so did you have a, a line that you particularly liked oh i think i said i liked the the line where uh crap it was near the beginning wasn't it alan uh yeah did i do say something do you know what it was mm-hmm. sorry oh. i'm not helping very much this episode <laughs> it's okay uh, maybe you like the line about uh, whittling a gun out of a bar of soap and overpowering the guards. Maybe about the Krugerrand. Um, both of those had deep dives associated with they them. They did. So that both would, had deep dives. Would definitely. Um, uh, no, it was neither of those, but I, I mentioned earlier. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you have a particular line you were fond of? Um, nothing that hasn't been mentioned already. Gotcha. So. Okay. I liked her kind of like when she spit out the Flintstone vitamin, whatever, mm-hmm. just the look on her face. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really a line per se. Right, just a moment. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. So how many slices of cheesecake would you give? I'd give it four and a half. Okay, four and a half slices of cheesecake. Um, how many slices of bunt cake would you give it? Bunt cake? Ooh, probably probably seven. So you think seven <laughs> slices of bunt cake's equal to that? <laughs> <laughs> bunt cake's more rare, so, you know, you're going to be really? a little more liberal with that. Maybe I should go the opposite way. Yeah. If bunk cake is more rare, it'd be more valuable, right? Yes. If you're going by supply and demand rules. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, then, so if I'm going four and a half cheesecakes, yeah. I'm going two bunt cake yeah. slices. Yeah. How, how about you, Alan? I would give it a 39 slices of Reese pie. <laughs> <laughs> how many calories is that? <laughs> that would be <laughs> seven. Thousand six hundred. What was? How much was it? One fifty or one sixty? One sixty. One sixty. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> that would be six thousand two hundred forty calories okay. worth of Reese pie. Okay. But that breaks down to six and a half slices of cheesecake. It seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> seems about right. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. Not a, not necessarily a great episode. Um, yeah. But I definitely thought it was a good one. Yeah, uh, I'm giving it six slices um, simply because. I think it's the most successful of their serious episodes. Yeah, thus far, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you that's know? a good point. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. So all the others, when they've gone, when they've gotten real, it's just been really heavy-handed. But this time, they managed to, you know, thread the needle between. Well, they them. also they did have some really good light lines too. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I enjoyed. Like I thought the B storyline was strong enough. That could have been the A storyline. Like True. I think they could have easily milked that. And then just sort of shunted Rose's addiction off to the, <laughs> the storyline. So um, I do like the thought, though, of just, uh, you know, Rose celebrating her birthday by herself and St. Olaf popping pills at her kitchen table. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talking to her dead husband. 
Now, now, would you consider the episode that um, you know had the friend falling for Rose as a serious episode? Because I had like a, a somewhat serious topic. Gene, yeah. Gene? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or would that not qualify as one of the serious topic ones? I. If I was counting that, I liked that one better than this one. Yeah. But if I'm not counting that, then I would agree that this was their best, more seriously themed episode. Yeah. I I think in real life, I could see that being just as serious. But I don't think that counts as a serious episode of the Golden Girls just because the... I guess in real life, the stakes aren't that high. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, addiction's true. life and death. That's true, yeah. You know, um, homelessness, that's life and death. You know, unrequited love, mm-hmm. you know, with the grand scheme of things isn't as... Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, you'd be dead a long time ago. Oh, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you could die of unrequited love, yes. <laughs> exactly. Heavy-handed indeed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly if i had a nickel for everyone i've loved who didn't love me back (laughs) well luckily if you had a a nickel for the right one that loved you back then you'd have a nickel right now yeah exactly (laughs) exactly the one i need to love me loves me yeah exactly (laughs) so um yeah i do think about that every once in a while as far as like needs and wants and Mm -hmm. everything goes and helene and all that sort like um it's late. I'll probably, you know, butcher my thought process or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> it's one of those things that um, she's, we're alike, you know, in all the ways that, you know, like I need us to be alike or whatever. But right. we're different in all the ways I want us to be different. Oh, that's great. You know? It's perfect then. That is yeah. good. So, anywho, um, so we've talked about <clears throat> MVPs. We've talked about slices of cheesecake. We've talked about best lines. I think as the host... The only thing left for me to say is, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you definitely review and rate us in all the places. Um, also, if within those reviews that you're typing up, if you could throw in a blurb or two about how, you know, Ski and myself are underpaid, um, <laughs> it, w- it would definitely go a long way towards getting us the compensation to which we, you know, deservedly deserve (laughs) so late i'm so tired masterful (laughs) yeah you might need to text me when you get home (laughs) (laughs) yeah anywho so without you know further ado i'm gonna let everybody get to bed um hopefully your 2021 you know was you know good (laughs) i'm sure it was better than your 2020 right you know but hopefully your 2022 is even better than both years combined Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Stay golden. Yeah. Happy New Year. Coco. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, that coin? Uh, Krugerand. Krugerand was goldish. So Yeah. Stay <laughs> Krugerand. Stay, <laughs> stay golden like a Krugerand. <laughs> Coco. <laughs> exactly. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at... Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs>